what happened between me and Lori, I would get between her and the door and be intimidating. And so she could not get safe and felt powerless. And the more powerless you feel in these traumatic situations, the worse they impact you. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Couple Cure. I'm Jay. I'm Lori. You might uh, notice a bit of a difference in our setup. We got some new equipment. We're still testing it out. So if, if there's uh, certain things on the audio, we're still working that out. Also, we're working out our lighting and we're using a new camera. Bear with us as we work out the kinks. But we're hoping that this allows us to edit more easily because that's a really long process. And we also hope that it uh, just creates a better listening and viewing experience for y'all. And today we're going to be talking about how is trauma formed? What causes something to go from a bad experience to, you know, us having signs of PTSD? Basically, um, trauma happens anytime we feel unsafe for a very long time or unsafe to a very great degree or both. If it happens long enough, if it's extreme enough, then the bad situation can go from bad to traumatic. What's traumatic for one person might not be traumatic for another person. So um, that's the basics of what trauma is. The thing that causes it is when the situation is inescapable. As humans, we're basically given three different ways of escape. And you want to explain those? Yeah. So human beings, when we are faced with a threat, we have one of three responses. The first is to talk. We will try to talk our way out of a situation that's, you know, please don't shoot me, you know, stuff like that. Uh, And if talking doesn't work, then we go to one of, two other responses, which is either fight or flee. If we feel like we can protect ourselves from the opponent, we will fight. And if we feel like we cannot, we will try to flee. Mm-hmm. As, as human beings, I believe we're meant to try to talk it out first, which is why I think a lot of women are like, I, I hope we can talk about this. I hope we stop fighting. Um, because we're not lizards. We're not meant to strike at, at first threat. We're not like squirrels or deer that, you know, we're supposed to run. We're humans. We've been given the ability to communicate. So that I think is, is typically the first thing women want to do in most situations, which is why communication is so important. One challenge is that guys have a tendency to see aggression where aggression doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and that's why they get to a fight stage more quickly. When we can't talk about it, when we're told to shut up, when, you know, we might then go to fight, we might get angry, mm-hmm. or we might feel like a trapped animal and start, you know, biting, um, or we might want run away. Mm-hmm. So those are all automatic, involuntary responses, at least the desire to talk about it is involuntary. And if we're stopped from doing any of those things, then it can create a 
a trauma type response. We can start feeling traumatized because basically it's a bad situation that we can't escape. It's a bad situation. It's something happening to us that we can't do anything about. So that's what can take a bad situation from just being bad to trauma and PTSD type symptoms. Right. And, you know, I was just reading on this this morning. One thing that can give you uh, an advantage is feeling empowered in that moment. So even though um, someone may be in a burning building, if they know the way out or if they feel like they can jump from a window, then they're less likely to be traumatized. Mm -hmm. The problem in relationship is, as what happened between me and Lori, I would get between her and the door and be intimidating. And so she could not get safe and felt powerless. And the more powerless you feel in these traumatic situations, the worse they impact you. Mm -hmm. So we do have some signs as to whether or not you're... Before we go into that, I want to... If you're able to talk about it, if you go to somebody, if you go to your community, your support community, and you're heard, you're listened to, you're supported, you're well supported, then that bad experience can actually lead to an even better experience where, you know, you feel more safe with a, a bigger community. Mm-hmm. It, so what what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn for good that way. And actually, the woman realizes I can use my voice. It is effective. And I have a great community of support. It can actually be a very healing thing for her. So we do have some signs that we're going to give you that help you see if you're having traumatic response to the situation you're in. Now, these aren't necessarily off of anything uh, established in science or in the medical community. It's things that I experienced, things that I've seen a lot of my clients experience, and also things that I picked up on the trauma training that I went through. Uh, A lot of these are from that. Okay, so one of them is when you frequently lose concentration. You walk into a room, you cannot remember why you came in there, um, you can't complete a thought, can't stay focused on a single task. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's, there's a time of life where this could be a, another issue, but when you're stressed to the point that you can't concentrate, that's really a, a noticeable sign. Mm-hmm. And what this might look like is you're losing track of things more and more. You might be losing track of appointments. Like I always give women grace if they forget my appointments because the only two times I have ever missed appointments was after D-Day. It was several months into my counseling after D-Day. And then it was like within another couple of weeks, I missed another one. And I don't know, I was just so mortified because that just wasn't me. You know, I had always been able to keep up with my appointments. I've always been somewhat good at misplacing things. If you need something misplaced, I'm your girl. (laughs) It can also look like when you can't focus long enough to listen to a song, or when you can't focus long enough to read. Typically, though, women can read a lot about recovery after D-Day, But like for me, that was super easy to do, but like novels and stories, I could not read. I I would sit there with the same paragraph and go through it like 
for literally 10 minutes before I realized I haven't read anything, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a sign as well. Um, another big issue of, of um, dealing with trauma is when you do go to the helping community, again, well-meaning people that don't necessarily understand trauma, don't necessarily understand the impact of um, sexual betrayal. They might not even think porn can be addictive. Right. Or sex can be addictive. Yeah. And so when you've gone for that type of help and you're blamed mm-hmm. or you're called not just codependent, but co-addicted. So I was kind of shocked to learn that one of the big names in the, in the sexual addiction movement said the partner is not just a victim. He said they are co-addicted, meaning they are sick, just as sick as their partner. And so there's a lot of people who respond to women in need with that type of mentality. They don't give them time to feel pain. They don't give them time to grieve. They just tell them to start fixing themselves. Yeah. And didn't you read that that word, co-addict, is only used within the the sexual addiction? Right. It's not used with drugs, alcohol, food, Mm -hmm. money, anything except sex addiction. Well, it might have branched out since then, since that the book he read that from was written, but I was shocked to learn that that's where it had originated. When you feel like you don't have a voice anymore, again, that's a big sign that you're feeling stuck and that trauma might be setting in. Mm -hmm. When you feel like you can't trust your own eyes anymore, there were times that Lori and I would go out and she would see me do something And she would call me out on that. Hey, you just totally checked that woman out. I'm like, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't be certain what was true. You know, what she was seeing with her own eyes, whether or not that was real. He was just adamant. No, I mean, he he wasn't a jerk about it. He was just like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I know I didn't. And so I was like, okay, what did I see then? What Because I, like, sometimes I would watch him follow the girl, you know? And so it's like, uh... So that that's a big a big sign that trauma may be setting in when you cannot trust your own senses anymore. Yeah. One other one is that you see an advertisement, you see a billboard, you see someone out and about and it triggers you. Mm-hmm. Your husband doesn't even have to be there. It can just be a moment where you're like, "Oh my gosh, if my husband saw this, what would the outcome be?" Right. For me, the way this happened was I'd be walking through the mall and I'd see a a poster, Victoria's Secret, some kind of model, you know, in another store or whatever. And it would be his type. And I'd be like, oh, I bet I bet he would want to look at that if he were here. And it would like like literally hit me in the gut. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was trauma back then, but uh, that apparently is not uncommon to happen. Yeah. When you feel the betrayal starting to affect your body, mm-hmm. this could be sleepless nights, this could be weight loss, this could be uh, upset stomach or mm-hmm. high anxiety feelings all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but I turned Lori's hair white. You know, the stress between us, I, I caused her to go through menopause early. Mm-hmm. And it affected her hair color. It's, it's created a lot of stress for her. Mm-hmm. And so be aware that if you are feeling that much stress, it's probably related to the trauma. Yeah, yeah. 
And the reason it affects the stomach, I've heard that's a big thing, like IBS, digestive problems, that sort of thing, is because when you're in fight or flight mode, like, or, or like we're in a dangerous situation mode, the energy goes to your muscles and it's drawn away from the less vital parts, like your reproductive system. I've heard some women lose their, their cycle early. Um, like early in their 20s and 30s. So that's one thing that can happen. Um, that's why the digestion system um, kind of starts shutting down because those two systems are less vital. If you can't function in other areas of your life mm-hmm. where you can't stay focused at work, you can't complete simple tasks where you're constantly nervous or concerned about what's going on and just can't seem to focus or or function, there's definitely some issues of trauma behind that. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is if you're having panic attacks, if Mm -hmm. you just out of the blue suddenly start panicking. This can happen like in night terrors where you wake up and you just feel this sense of dread or feel like there's just this utter sense of hopelessness or just this feeling that you're going to die. Um, the the last ones we've mentioned, if you're having those a lot, then it might be time to see a professional. Um, it might be time to get on some maybe anti-anxiety meds. I know that there are some anti-anxiety supplements, natural, naturally sourced supplements mm-hmm. that can help. So it might be time to look into some of those. Always, always, always check with your doctor to make sure there's not going to be any bad interactions with other medications you might be taking or any uh, other issues you might, you might have going on right. in your body. But um, they can work. Yeah. They can work. And they can calm you down enough to not turn your hair white or to not lose, you know, not right. go bald over this. or Because uh, I, I went through high stress moments and was like, my hair is just falling out all the time. That's another sign of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and... Again, being able to navigate or or know that there's a way that you can get safe. Mm-hmm. And you may need help developing that plan or discovering the network around you, which I know is one of the things Lori works with women on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is is helping them build their network, helping them build that, that safety net that they need. Mm-hmm. And coming up with a plan. Because once you have a plan, it's not that you have to follow through with it. Once you have a plan, though, then you have options. Then instead of being stuck, now you have a way out. Right. Well, this one's gone on probably longer than I expected it to. So if this is what you're going through, we're really sorry this has happened to you. We we want to encourage you to get some help. You know, at the very least, reach out to Lori. She has some great resources that you can use. Mm -hmm. Talk to your doctor about anxiety. Talk to your support network. You know, begin to understand that this is traumatic. It is not your fault that you're feeling this way. It is the actions of your spouse that have created an unsafe situation for you. Yeah, one of the things that you'll find on my website that I've done is I've really tried to help you find your voice in order to counter the accusations, counter a lot of the maybe well-meaning but hurtful things said, to counter the misinformation out there, and especially to counter some of the things that your spouse might be saying to you. Again, we're so sorry that you're going through this, and we hope that you'll find some really good help out there. Mm -hmm. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.